At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The numbers told the story. They always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, the YouTube, YouTube TV. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here. Bracket by bracket all morning long. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Uh, but first, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, you can follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia, ready to board his uh, private jet to come to Las Vegas, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. It's our buddy Jason Weingarten. How are you doing, Jason? What's up? Technically, it's semi private. <laughs> okay, explain that to us, if you would. Oh, it's JetSuite. JetSuite oh, X, the, the your, official airline. Of, Jeff was on there. The. the <laughs> The official airline of Wide World of Weingarten. Um, yeah, it's 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 a uh, uh, charter, whatever you call it. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't. It's not uh, not private, but leaves from Burbank. I go walk right on the plane, walk right off, and uh, the private terminal terminal at McCare, and I get to pass by all the Area 51 planes and try to remember the <laughs> the, the what do you call it the tail tail letters to go look up later and yeah you know it's all fun I like it I uh this is and this is true for those who are not uh from this region of the country JetSuite exactly what Jason is talking about so it it, it only has a few hubs right it's it's Vegas it's Burbank it's Oakland they may have added a couple over yeah, time Phoenix Oakland yeah getting around the West Coast getting around. Um, I've taken it one, I've taken it a couple times, but only a couple times from here to Oakland. Cause for whatever reason, I need to take it a certain time, but you, you don't even go to the airport, right? You go to this like random sort of strip mallish thing here. Yeah. You take a bus, takes you, you right take, to the plane. Right. It's the weirdest thing. They there's, don't check your bags. There's zero security, zero security. And I got on the plane. This is not a, not a joke. Bill Romanowski sitting across from me. And Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, is 10 rows behind us, screaming to Romanowski back and forth. They're having a conversation during a flight of, like, seven people. And I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. This is the weirdest It's great. Thing. It's like 300. Yeah. It, was, it was literally 50 bucks more than going to LAX and, and being miserable. So, yeah, if you don't mind go, no security. Go JetSuite. If you don't mind no security, there you go. There's our commercial. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome, JetSuite. All right. Some of us prefer no security. <laughs> Some of us do. It's absolutely right. Uh, Jason, so the big baseball news that went down yesterday, and we had, again, I was mentioning on Primetime Action, which I do with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin, we had the great Matt Vaskirshen on, and he was talking about, you know, he said, he goes, I can't tell you, I'm not at liberty to tell you which ball players. He goes, but, you know, when the Yankees and the Red Sox, 
and the Astros, but he was primarily talking about the Yankees and the Red Sox. When they go play in Toronto later, you know, in April, they have some unvaccinated players. They're not going to be able to make the trip. And so I was all focused on the Toronto thing that Vasgersian was talking about. And it never, this is how stupid I am, it never occurred to me to think, hey, wait a minute, Kyrie can't play, you know, for the Brooklyn Nets in New York. I wonder, even though they're outdoor stadiums, right, I wonder if the Yankees and Mets can play. And we find out yesterday that as of this moment, that they that's a no-go. The Yankees and Mets can't, who are unvaccinated, and we found out kind of that Aaron Judge was one of those yesterday because he wanted no part of that question. They can't play home games. Aaron Judge also had the look of a guy who was like, it's going to change. Like the Yankees are so, and maybe it's not arrogance, maybe it's confidence. Maybe they know that this is going to change. Where do you stand on that, and have you made bets surrounding that bit of information? I, I have not bet a Judge MVP or anything. I also saw Chris Sale this morning is is on that list of guys unvaccinated who cannot travel to Toronto. Um, but remember, the union agreed to all of this. So, you know, if the players have a problem with this, they should have told the union not to agree to this when they were making this deal on the fly two weeks ago, first off. So that's that's their problem. But um, in, in terms of the, the the vaccine mandate stuff in New York, I just can't imagine that the new mayor is going to leave that in place. You know, is there really anything you could do in New York to to kind of just piss off people more than oh. not, uh, you know, let the Yankees, not- let Aaron Judge play at home? <laughs> I mean, is that a way to win reelection? Is that a way to get campaign donations? That does not seem like a way to do business in New York. There is literally nothing you could do worse. It's funny because yeah, right, it's nothing. Like, I mean, it's, to alienate your your yeah. voting base by by you know destroying the Yankees like that, I, I don't see that as as a realistic political strategy. I mean, you could argue however you will, but I expect that to change by opening day. It is also a testament to you know, oh, the Brooklyn Nets, whatever. But now you're talking about the Yankees. Exactly. That was my yeah. my. You, know, yeah. you could get away with that. The Brooklyn Nets. Who cares about the Brooklyn Nets? It's basketball. But the Yankees. No, uh-huh. you're not taking away. You know, you're not taking away my Aaron Judge when I go to that game is how the Yankees fans think, you know. The the other thing about it was, you know, when the, when the pandemic started and this country was completely divided on, you know, science versus people who didn't want to wear masks and the whole country was divided. Like, there is not one human being, right, who gets why this would still be in place. Because li- out, outdoors, outdoors, you know, the, especially... Coming from the Super Bowl, where I was in a crush of people, un, you know, unmasked, thousands of people all sitting, you know, trying to push past each other, and you can't play outside unvaccinated. I think it's crazy, but yeah, Kyrie, you know, can, Ky- Kyrie can attend his games as a fan. the The road players who are unvaccinated can play in those games, but he can't play in them. As. And he got fined for going into the locker room. Yeah. I mean, what are what are we even doing here? Okay, so what I was alluding to was, did, did it make you make any Blue Jays bets or Rays bets? But specifically no, the Blue I'm, Jays I'm, because of the Canada thing. I think the Blue Jays are, you know, the Blue Jays have been getting steam the last couple of weeks just based on all the speculation of who they're getting. And you, you saw they got Matt Chapman this morning, yes. I'm sure. Matt Chapman um, goes to the Blue Jays, which means Vlad will stay at first base and, and kind of calls into question the Freddie Freeman thing, right? Yeah, I mean Freeman. I think that ship that ship sailed. You know, he's running out of spots, realistic landing yeah. spots, other <laughs> yes. than the Dodgers. Um, 
But yeah, that was actually a really good deal. That Chapman deal. He's an elite third baseman. He actually has more defensive run save than like Nolan Arenado. So that's that's a top tier. Sorry, third baseman you're getting. So yeah, you know, if you're an very a- very good deal there. If you're an, I think yeah, if you're an A's fan, you're just like, what are we? Oh God, this is terrible. What a year this is going to be. But that's kind of what terrible, the A's yeah. do. So I brought up the Rays. Are we? Are we doing the same thing we do every year? Not, I'm not talking about you or me, but I'm just saying, talking about baseball fans in general or baseball betters that we completely forget about the Rays, who are just as tried and true as they come. I think along with the Giants might be the smartest organization in all of baseball. They're always there. Do you feel like, you feel like that we're sort of overlooking them as a group of baseball betters? I mean, we're always overlooking them. They have now one of the best players, the young best players in baseball. They have the reigning rookie of the year. The only, the only thing that worries me is their uh, their starting pitching staff. The uh, the loss of glass now. It's you know when you lose an ace like that, it's a big deal. But uh, Shane Shane McClanahan is actually one of my uh, Cy Young picks. I think he's he's flying under the radar. And as usual, yes, the Rays have put together a very, very good team top to bottom. And, you know, they, they were, uh, they were connected to Freddie Freeman actually before the lockout. So, you know, maybe, maybe they get Freddie Freeman to take a deal and come to Florida and no state tax. And, you know, all of a sudden that's a very good team. If you added Freddie, Freddie Freeman there, Corey Seager, who's with the uh, Texas Rangers, 22 to one to win the American league MVP. You have an American league MVP market where Shohei and Mike Trout teammates are the co-short shots, if you will, at plus 350. Let me ask you a question about this, because obviously we're Corey Seager guys. 25 to 1, by the way, at Ben MGM. If Shohei Otani does exactly this coming year what he did last year, will the voters treat it completely differently and say, eh, well, he did that last year, been there, done that? They might, but they shouldn't. I think the main the main thing this year is is more Mike Trout is back as opposed to Vlad doing the same thing because everybody just assumes that Vlad's going to put up triple crown numbers again. And he, he might not. I, I think that's just a, a, a wrong assumption to assume that just because a guy had a triple crown season last year, he's going to do the same thing this year. Uh, Shohei, I have, I have not bet his MVP just because at three to one, four to one, I don't think it's as compelling as a bet as it was last year, but I've spent a lot of time sort of just thinking about this in my head and, I don't I don't understand how we can have the same conversation for a whole nother year. If Shohei Otani does the same things he did last year, he's still the best player in baseball. There's no right. there's no comparison. Yeah, I agree. It'll be funny if, if the human brain pollutes the whole thing by saying, Oh well, you know, it's But remember, gambling what what might be true in gambling does not necessarily mean that this is the best price. I mean, we're not gonna take him at three to one, just right. take him at three to one. That's correct. Uh, which is why I talk about a guy like Seeger at twenty-five to one. What's what might be even more interesting? Let's go to the NL for a second. Juan Soto had at seventy-five to one last year. For goodness' sakes, I believe you did as well. Uh, he's plus two seventy-five. How we didn't win that, I have no idea. Ronald Acuna. Yeah, Jr. those are my my least favorite bets. When you get a guy at a huge number like that, oh, and he opens up as a prohibitive favorite. The, it's the worst the next season. But what about Acuna, who's who's out until May, but he's seven to one. Who often? I like Acuna. Me too. I like Acuna you. Got to bet, lot. right? You got to bet that, right? Yeah, and there's some tens out there. I've seen some tens and elevens. Okay. What else have you bet? We only have a minute left here. I uh, I just bet Jesse Winker to win the AL MVP at a hundred to one. He's a guy I liked last year. 
Um, I thought that was a, a compelling bet. And then I took some, uh, took some rookie of the year bets yesterday and the day before I got CJ Abrams 50 to one in the event that he replaces Fernando Tatis. I took drew drew Walters 80 to one outfielder on the, uh, on the Braves might actually get some playing time now that they just traded, uh, pa- uh, Christian Pache and, uh, Cunha is not totally ready. So 80 to one was a big price there. Um, and then I'm coming to Vegas today, hopefully going to make some bets this afternoon and maybe we'll talk about them in studio tomorrow. Yes. Jason Weingarten in studio tomorrow on his uh, semi-private jet suite. Uh, safe travels, Jason. We look forward to it. And I'm sure while everybody else is betting college basketball, you'll be betting exhibition baseball, preseason baseball. I will I will be at the window this afternoon uh, standing in line while everyone's <laughs> trying to make their bets, asking if they can put up a number on this guy and this guy and this guy. <laughs> so don't get behind me. I will be yeah. taking my time. That's me. They look at me. They're like, okay, I'll get the tennis. I'll get the tennis matchup skill. See you tomorrow. Looking forward to it, Gil. Yes, sir. Jason Weigarn at Spreadopedia. More brackets next. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Wes Reynolds, Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They got insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch. From the favorites to the potential Cinderella's, sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament, April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay, best time of year, man. Oh, you have something to say? What no, I, ju- I just have a, a quick thing, and I'll be very quick on this. Please. Just a quick diversion to the NFL because I just saw this uh, for, for basically multiple proposals to fix the overtime rules. The uh, Eagles and Colts just did allow both teams an opportunity to possess the ball in overtime. Very generic. The Titans, though, came with allow both teams an opportunity to possess the ball in overtime unless if the team that gets the ball first gets a touchdown with a successful two-point conversion. Hmm. I actually kind of like the Titans' proposal better. Hmm. Do you think it's universal that people just are upset with current overtime rules? I can tell you everyone in western New York is still upset. That's all I can tell you, Gil. Well, you knew once that coin flip landed where it did, that game was over. Yes, you did. But I just, I, I just sort of reject the notion. I've always, I've always rejected the, the pushback on, on the overtime rules because 
I mean, maybe there's a case now because the rules are so in favor of the offense that maybe it's, it tips the balance. But generally speaking, if you, have a, if you have a great defense, you shouldn't view that as a disadvantage, right? But I understand it with the rules. So interesting to see how that goes. By the way, Deshaun Watson, we could have a decision on Deshaun Watson as early as today. We don't know. Saints, Panthers, Browns, and Falcons, sort of the mystery team. Yeah, and Baker Mayfield went to all high school last night on social media. He did. He did. I don't know where this is going to go, but I love you, Cleveland. Those are the cliff notes. All right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the South region where Arizona is the number one seed, number one Arizona, Pac-12 champs. Uh, they last reached the Final Four back in 2001. Wow, it's been a long time for Arizona to get to the Final Four. Taking on uh, the winner of tonight's Wright State Bryant game, Wright State, the Horizon League champs, uh, conference tournament champs, Bryant, the Northeast Conference tournament champs. By the way, a Northeast Conference tournament team lifetime in the uh, round of 64, 0 and 31. Peter Kiss and Bryant going to have to uh, take care of Wright State first before they get to the round of 64. Um, Arizona's advancing. We don't know the line. We move on to the next one. Winner of the 116 game will take on the winner of the 8-9 game. These are in San Diego on Friday. Seton Hall and TCU. This is one of the, when you're doing your brackets, and it makes sense because this is a pick em, it's one of the hardest games to figure out who to advance here. Uh, TCU with their second NCAA appearance since the uh, turn of the century. That's all. Who you got advancing here? I did not. I have not filled out this little bracket part. Yeah, I, I have TCU advancing. Okay. Uh, I, I just think they're a better basketball team. Seton Hall dealt with it with, with injuries, with COVID, with all sorts of issues through the year. Uh, but but in the end, uh, I'll take the coach that I like a little bit more. I like Jamie Dixon a little bit more than I like Willard. So I'll take TCU. All right, let's go to Pittsburgh on Friday. The Kevin Harlan bracket as we uh, found out yesterday. And this is where it gets awfully interesting. And this is where I believe your upset-rewarded pools and your upset-rewarded survivor pools should be focused. Number 5, Houston against number 12, UAB. Houston, the American Athletic Conference Tournament champs, their fourth straight NCAA tournament. Remember, before that, they'd only been to one in the previous 25 NCAA tournaments. They're fourth overall in Ken Palm, and they're a number 5 seed. They're not with the, they're they're with, they're they're shorthanded here. Are the Cougars taking on UAB? As I mentioned, UAB, the Conference USA tournament champs, their first NCAA appearance since 2015. Houston favored by eight and a half. I think I might take a shot in one of my survivor entries. I'm going to have three of them. I'm considering UAB as one of those teams. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, look. Uh, Jelly Walker, by the way, the best player on. Uh, Wish my nickname were Jelly. On uh, on UAB. Jelly Parlay. The, <laughs> the one, that's actually pretty good. Uh, the the one uh, the one thing I will say, he is undersized, so that is a little bit of concern of going against a lanky athletic Houston team. But man, Gil, injuries just really just Sucks. threw this whole thing off yeah, for Houston because sure if they were healthy and and they had Sasser and they had Marks. Yeah, they would be worthy of the the top five rating in Ken Palm. I don't think they are. I think this is a, the the biggest miss the analytics sites have had in a long time on a team, and it's partially because they just destroyed bad teams in a bad league this year. Uh, I'll be taking the points with UAB. I did advance them in my bracket as well. I think this is a good shot to take if you have upside uh, upset minded pools here. Yeah, it feels like Houston sort of was the uh, kryptonite for Ken Palm, like the kryptonite for analytics this year. 
Uh, the winner of that 5-12 game takes on the winner of the 4-13 game, and this gets back to the upset-rewarded pools that you might be in or if you're playing survivor pools. Do you take a shot on Chattanooga here? The Illini, the number four seed, uh, they haven't reached the Sweet 16 since 2005, taking on Chattanooga. David John Baptiste, buzzer beater, got Chattanooga here. They were the Southern Conference Tournament champs. The most awesome moment of conference, the two conference weeks thus far. Um, I think one of my survivor entries, I don't know about UAB, but I think I'm definitely taking a flyer on Chattanooga. Yeah, the only concern that I have here is if they get, if this game is the wrong officiating crew and DeSouza gets in foul yeah, trouble for point. Chattanooga, then they're toast. Then they're in big trouble. Yeah. But if they if they don't have a, an officiating crew that is out of control, which is a humongous if at this point because it seems that more are out of control than not. Chattanooga has the talent to hang in. Uh, Malachi Smith, DeSouza, they're, they're high major players that happen to be playing in Chattanooga. And something's missing with Illinois this year. I just can't quite pinpoint it. Uh, I, I, I'm on Chattanooga plus the points already. I probably am going to wait, see if I can get an aid and bang it again. Uh, but I have Chattanooga outright in the uh, in the bracket. I actually have them making the second weekend, Gil. It's funny when you say something's missing from Illinois. Like I feel that way about Duke, right? Like Duke at one point had lost – was it four games by a total of nine points at one point this year? And I was just like, yeah, but, like, when you watch them, like, Christian Leitner ain't walking through that door. Like, they just don't have something about the team. There's something you can't put your finger on. Thursday. Let's go to Thursday, other side of the uh, South region. 6-11 game. Colorado State and Michigan. Colorado State, their first NCAA appearance since 2013. Michigan gets in at 17-14. and 14. 17 and 14, the Wolverines get in as the 11th seed. They reach the Sweet 16, their last four NCAA tournaments, or the last four, I should say, NCAA tournaments. These games are in Indianapolis. Again, getting back to the upset rewarded pools or the upset rewarded uh, survivor pools. Remember, Michigan's favored. Michigan's actually favored in this game, but they're the 11th seed. So you would, if, if that holds true, if they win this game as the favorite you get the free five points extra in both. So I think you almost have to take a shot at Michigan here. I think if you're in an upside-minded pool, you're obligated to do this, especially yeah. since they are the betting favorite in this game. That's and right. it's very rare that you get an opportunity like this. I don't – you know what? The Mountain West, it was a really good story this year. They deserved the four bids that they got. But – Fade train. I think this is a fade train for the most part, yeah. this tournament with the Mountain West teams. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to bet Michigan because I don't think they're that good, but that would be the only side I'd bet here. Winner of Colorado State, Michigan takes on the winner of the 314 game, also in Indianapolis. Tennessee, the Vols, SEC Conference Tournament champs, seeking their first Final Four in school history. Never been to the Final Four against Longwood. The Longwood Lancers from Farmville, Virginia. Big South Conference Tournament champs, their first ever NCAA appearance, who won 19 of their last 20. We're both advancing Tennessee, I would assume. I would assume. Correct. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. no upset here. But no uh, I, I would consider taking 17 in Longwood. They do have a good profile. Hmm. They make a lot of threes. The one concern is, Gil, that their schedule was really, really, really soft. Horrible league this year. They dominated the bag, Big South. Uh, that's my only concern there. All right. Friday, and again, this is one of these imbalanced brackets in terms of the days. Friday, the last two games in this region. Number seven, Ohio State. Number 10, Loyola of Chicago. Uh, Ohio State hasn't reached the Sweet 16 since 2013. Loyola of Chicago, the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament champs. 
They've gotten to the Sweet 16, their last three NCAA tournaments. Loyola Chicago's 24th in Ken Palm, by the way. Uh, they are legit, and they're also one-point favorites. It's only a 10-7, though, so there will be an urge to take Loyola Chicago in the upset-rewarded pools and survivor pools, but it's just a 10-7, so if you have limited... You know, in a pool, I think you'd do it. In a survivor deal where you have limited entries, maybe, maybe not. I wouldn't bother in a survivor regular pool, no doubt. I think Loyola wins this game, and they are going to give uh, a very hard fight to Villanova in the next round. All right, and the winner of that takes on the winner of the 215. Villanova, the Big East Conference Tournament champs, who have reached uh, 16 of the last 17 NCAA tournaments against number 15, the fighting blue hens, the fighting flaccos from Delaware. Colonial Athletic Association Tournament Champs. Uh, this also in Pittsburgh, where Kevin Harlan will be on the call. We're both advancing Nova. Are no you touching the spread? No, no bets. bets here. No bets whatsoever. Regional finals, regional champ. Arizona over Villanova, Arizona to the final four. Arizona over Tennessee, Arizona to the final four. Do we have the first three together? Gonzaga, sure Kentucky, do. and Arizona? Sure. Oh, Chalky McChalkerson. That's not fun. One more region to get to, the Midwest. Jeff and I will do that in just a bit. But next, Brady Cannon in studio on the heels of the TPC. What a finish that was. Valspar, he's got golf bets. Next, Numbers Game, Lisa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Look at that, Brady. Look at that. Oh, it looks good. Order now with the KFC app, by the way. Easy to download. Uh, yesterday on uh, Primetime Action, we went down a rabbit hole, as we often do. Matt Brown, Kelly Bill, and I. Kelly started uh, watching. Or like watching YouTube clips of One Shining Moments, which, of course, is the song that is played at the very end of the tournament when they cut down the nets. And so we, like, went down this rabbit hole of the history of One Shining Moment. So apparently, like, some some dude, some dude, maybe I should be more specific, David Barrett is his name. He, uh, he wrote One Shining Moment while watching Larry Bird play basketball. He was, like, so inspired that he wrote this song with, like, basketball lyrics and he knew Armin Kittayan, like he was friends with Armin Kittayan. So he slipped the song to Armin Kittayan, who was like, you know, working at Sports Illustrated, working at CBS Sports at the time as an investigative journalist. And Armin Kittayan slipped it to the producers. And next thing you know, it becomes the anthem of all of uh, college basketball to conclude the tournament. Uh, was originally sung by Teddy Pendergrass back in the day, the late, great Teddy Pendergrass. And then... They've had like three different stints of Luther, the late great Luther Vandross singing it. Are you more of a Teddy guy or a Luther guy? With they're that they're both awesome, but how could how could you uh, how could you not love uh, the Luther Vandross uh, version <laughs> of it? Matt Brown proposed. I think it was Matt or Kelly. Maybe it was Kelly proposed that they should play one shining moment at the end of every single game, <laughs> so that like when uh, when Kansas destroys Texas Southern, they should have this like horrible one shining. So moment. so you give Texas Southern uh, the highlights from that great game last night. Yeah. Just Texas. By the way, Gil, Texas Southern now with three first four victories. That way, there you you, go. you count that as an accomplishment, or do you count that as oh first four juggernauts? Hey. They should hang banners. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Like the ball is tossed, and then just showing somebody on Kansas just destroying kid from Texas Southern. <laughs> Brady Cannon is in studio, everybody. How you doing, Brady? I'm good. How are you? Co-host of Long Shots. I'm good, man. Thanks for coming in. So uh, before we get to the Valspar and your picks, TPC. Man, 
first of all, can we have Wednesday to Saturday golf? Remember we did that during the championship yes. week of the NFL? Yes. I, we had this Monday, you know, because of weather, we had the Monday finish. And I know it's not for everybody because people work all day long. But, man, did I love that. I wish we could have that all the time. Well, it was bittersweet because the first three days, you're just waiting for this tournament to really start yeah. going. It kept being delayed and whatnot. But, yes, the Monday finish was oh. awesome. There was 20 guys in contention. Uh, I had about three guys that had a chance. Wes Reynolds had a few guys. Wes Reynolds was on Paul Casey, who ended up finishing third. Um Humans, myself, and Wes all had Daniel Berger, who was there for a minute. Tom Hoagie, uh, you know, he crashed and burned on the back nine on Monday. He had it all the way to minus eight. And then I had Adam Hadwin as high as 300 to one, and uh, he finished top 10. But yeah, it was a great sweat, a great watch on Monday, but boy, it took a long way to get there. By the way, after one one last thing on one shining moment, sorry about this, Brady, stream of consciousness, was Felika's idea when we did Tankapalooza in 2018 that we should do a one shining moment with like Devin Booker's uh, you know, fake injured hand, Dirk Nowitzki and J.J. <laughs> Barea being taken off the court in the final minute. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, the, the, back to the back to the uh, TPC. So Cam Smith is winning this thing pretty handily going yeah. into the 17th hole, the most iconic hole in all of golf uh, down there at Sawgrass in uh, Ponte Vedra. And you can, I do not believe, Brady, that he intended to hit the tee shot that he did. Yeah. When he hits it, I'm like, oh, my God, that thing is wet. And he had, what, a three-stroke lead, I believe, at the time. He was 14 under. And I think Lahiri was 11 under at the time. And it's like, it was the Ricky Fowler line, right? Yes. It was like four feet away from the pin. And I'm like, oh, he totally got lucky. Do you believe that? Yes. Yeah, I would say he pushed it because when you have a three-shot lead uh, with, you know, two holes left to play, you're going to be conservative, and you're trying to put that in the middle of the green. And he stuffed it to about eight feet. Uh, yeah, no, I think that was a good miss, as they say. Okay, and so then at 18, and you're like, okay, well, the only thing that can, the only thing that could, like, make this even interesting at 18 is if Cam Smith gets, you know, puts it in the water somehow. So he pulls out the driver. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, literally, I, te I texted the word driver to people who had bets on this. I'm like, driver? Like, what is he doing? So I was like, does his caddy, does his he caddy exist? He had one into the water previously in the tournament, too. Is his caddy not around? Like, is no one talking to him? So, and I get it. It's like a home course for him. But what do you do? So he goes into the Pine Needles on the right. And you're like, okay, well, at least he went right. You know, better than going left. And then the next one, he chips into the water. Mm-hmm. And Lahiri, meanwhile, chips in, or no, excuse me, has hits a putt, a birdie putt at 17, and literally came two feet away from from forcing a playoff on 18. So Cam Smith holds on. But I just like the whole sequence of events there at the end was unbelievable to watch. Yeah, it, it really. I mean, it was a heck of a Monday for golf. Yes. That's for sure. And 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 the and the tournament player or the. Um, the Players' Championship, I think, kind of needed that because the first three and a half days or I'd so agree. were a real yeah. struggle. And it didn't look good for the PGA Tour. And obviously, you can't control the weather. But, you know, there was reports that 17 was unplayable on Saturday afternoon. And Brooks Kepka's laughing. It was oh. such a joke with the wind. Yeah. It, it didn't was, work for him too well. No, it didn't work yeah. for him too well. But, uh, boy, Monday came through in a big way. That was exciting. Valspar, good field.
Very good field. Yeah. A lot of, lot, of, lot of stars in this field. Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland. Um, I went down the board a little deeper. I played Matthew Fitzpatrick. I got him at 33-1. to 1. He's now down to about 24-1. to 1. He has top 10 finishes in all the correlated courses I used, which were like Sedgefield for the Wyndham, Harbor Town. Uh, actually used the Memorial. This course they play, the Copperhead course at Innisbrook, it's really an atypical Florida course. It's very tree-lined and wooded, something like you might see in the Carolinas or something. It's not, you know, like Bay Hill or the Honda where it's nothing but water and bunkers and palm trees. Um, really a ball strikers course. You have to work your ball in both directions. A very difficult course to play. Uh, I took Alex Noren at 55 to 1. One interesting angle, and you don't throw all your handicapping eggs in this basket this week, but a couple of the guys that I landed on are sitting right outside of the top 50 in the world ranking. They've got about two weeks left to get into inside the top 50 in the world rankings to qualify for the Masters. So certainly some motivation there. Alex Noren currently 62nd in the world and been playing very well as of late. So we'll see if maybe that motivation to get into the Masters field in three weeks uh, does a little something for his game this week. I took Keegan Bradley at 60-1. to one. Uh, He finished fifth at the Players last week and uh, really had a great, great week. Uh, also had a great week at Bay Hill and the uh, Honda Classic. Um, so Keegan Bradley also sitting at 66 in the world in the world rankings and a hot player right now. His number's down to about 40 to 1. Uh, Christian Bezadenhut, I know that's one of your favorites. Bezadenhut. Uh, took him at 66 to 1. He really checks all the boxes on the stat line for me this week. Um, does well at the comp courses. Uh, was a 25th finisher at the Honda, 20th at Bay Hill. Has a fantastic short game. Game, and I really think that's going to matter here at Innisbrook. Uh, Aaron Wise at 90 to 1. Um, he's always been known as a great ball striker, and that certainly works around this course, but he's never had a great short game. However, he has really improved in scrambling. He's now to 47th on tour in scrambling. So hopefully the hot short game continues for Aaron Wise this week. And then finally, my longest bomb was Troy Merritt. Found him at 225 to 1. One, uh, he's down now. I've seen him as low as a hundred to one, uh, but he does everything very well. Seventy-second on tour in approach, sixty-eighth for driving accuracy, twenty-third in scrambling. A very good putter at seventy-sixth on tour in strokes gained putting, and uh, this is more than double. Uh, the two hundred and twenty-five to one was more than double than a lot of the odds I saw on Troy Merritt out there. So I felt I was getting really good value with him. Head-to-heads coming as well for the Valspar? Head-to-heads, I took Matthew Fitzpatrick at minus 110 over Jason Kokrak and Keegan Bradley minus 110 over Webb Simpson. Okay. Masters fast approaching. Yeah. So that's always like, you know, a 90-player-ish field. Yeah. How many outrights do you think you'll end up with? Well, I have three right now, and one of them might not make the field. I took a flyer on Jason Day at 125 to 1, but he's not yet qualified. So he's one of these guys that has to do something here in the next mm-hmm. few weeks yeah. to get in. I have Mark Leishman at 125 to 1. That was really an outlier number. And then on the Friday night when he was the 36 hole leader at Kapalua, I took Cam Smith at 40 to 1. Oh. Cameron Smith is now at about 18 to 1. You got so ahead of that. Those are my three guys right That's now. That's what I did with Rory. The uh, tournament be was it? It was the tournament where he was like great horse for uh, great horse for course. Bay Hill. Bay Hill took him right before that and he he had a great first round and yes. so he's down, yeah. 
So I have the Rory one as well. I have Jason. Those are the only two I have. I, I literally have a Rory and a Jason Day, you, you know. So. I'm sure I'll add three or four more. But uh, going to wait until Masters week when the adjusted odds come out. Okay. Um, Jeff and I have one more region to get to. We have the Midwest region to get to. Uh, you want to stick around and give us your Elite Eight Final Four and Championship? Sure, I can do that. And don't forget, next week we have brackets and golf as well. The match play, the oh. World Golf Championship. It's always nice that that timing coincides with March Madness. Do you like handicapping that kind of format? It's the most difficult there is on tour. It's yeah. a great watch, but it is so random to try and handicap that tournament. Yeah, sort of throws a monkey wrench into stuff. Yeah, it's totally different from a, a yeah. standard stroke play four-day event. Sure. Okay. One more region to get to, brackets, also from an ATS and survivor pool perspective, if you're an upset rewarded pools, the greatest time of year. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. We're proud to have them as a uh, sponsor. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens planning a trip to Vegas. You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program for featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We get tweets at beating the book. Uh, appreciate all the feedback. Hadn't had a chance to uh, get to all of these today. Uh, this is from uh, Danny Pocket underscore 10. I know it's March Madness and we have NFL free agency and MLB free agency and the home stretch of the NBA and NHL season. But let's not forget some tennis picks. Gilly. There you go. Let's throw it up on the screen. I'm on uh, Grigor Dimitrov again today. Grigor Dimitrov, it's always dicey when you're taking on a, uh, a big server like uh, John Isner. But uh, Dimitrov's numbers should prevail here. And so uh, the pick is Grigor Dimitrov for a second straight day. Yesterday we had Demonor and Dimitrov, respectively. They both won in straight sets. So uh, hopefully we get it done again with Dimitrov today. The price that I got him at, since we're not uh, flashing it here up on uh, screen, price that I got him at was at minus 139. I would not go higher than minus 145 on this. 
So Grigor Dimitrov is your tennis pick of the day. Uh, Trip Tepper talking about the baseball stuff with the uh, unvaccinated players. All the legacy COVID rules in sports are unspeakably dumb. The end. That from Trip Tepper. Trip, well, as far as these are concerned, I cannot argue with you. Uh, Mr. D, what is the championship formula? I mentioned uh, this last night and was asked what the six criteria are. Can't remember and can't seem to find it anywhere. Again, um, more assists than turnovers. Top 20 adjusted def- uh, offensive efficiency Kempom. Top 20 adjusted defensive efficiency Kempom. Top 75 strength of schedule. Uh, there's two more. Uh, have to have sweet 16 experience as a coach. And what's the third one? Oh, do, 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 do. Or the last one, the sixth one? I can't remember now off the top of my head. But essentially, there's six of them. And uh, the only two teams that qualify currently, Baylor and UCLA, hmm. the teams knocking at the door, Kentucky, Auburn, Gonzaga, different categories as well. Um, okay, and uh, on and on with the tweets. Uh, March Madness, Bill Hooker, March Madness, a close second behind tennis for current events. Uh, Angelo Sant, uh, St. Antonio, excellent podcast, Gil, very enjoyable and thorough. I'm in Survivor for the first time. was wondering if you were giving away any insight on how to play the pool. Well, yeah, we've been doing it all morning long, man. All morning long. We'll continue to here in the next segment. And Jack and a Prius 2.0 said, uh, simplest and most logical way to, to uh, change NFL overtime is just play out one whole 10-minute quarter. But it's fine the way it is. I don't disagree, Jack. Don't disagree at all. Um, Matthew Mayberry, don't. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, he goes, what do you think about Purdue? Don't you think Purdue is a good first-round survivor play? Win against Yale comfortably and then get bounced by Texas? Or the following round, uh, it's a good conservative survivor play, but if you're an upset rewarded ones, which are tiebreakers, the more people in your pool, the more you have to think about the tiebreaker. So the more risk you have to take. The fewer people, the more conservative you can be. On and on with the tweets, but we got to get to the region. And so, Jeff, let's do it Midwest. Brady Cannon standing by to give us his Elite Eight Final Four championship game and champion as well. Uh, the 116, Kansas and Texas Southern. We're both advancing Kansas. And uh, good Lord, what did this uh, number end up being? And are you playing it? 22 is what you have. And uh, I would consider playing it, yes. Oh, laying it. I'd lay, I consider laying it, yes. Kansas, the uh, 15th number one seed ever for the Jayhawks in their 32nd straight NCAA tournament. Texas Southern, the uh, the SWAC conference tournament champs. These games in Fort Worth. Winner of Kansas, Texas Southern, which we assume will be Kansas, will take on the winner of San Diego State Creighton, the 8-9 game. 31st and 33rd overall seeds in this tournament. It can't be closer. Well, I guess it could be if they were one, you know, seed closer. Who did you even advance here in this game? San Diego State favored by two. I advanced Creighton, but no result would shock me unless if it, the game was somehow played with both teams scoring in the 80s. That would shock me. That would shock that, you. <laughs> no result would shock me. Is this the me lowest here. single total on the board at 120? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, it is. I believe so. All right, other side, those games in Fort Worth, other side of uh, tomorrow's portion of the Midwest. These are in Buffalo. Number five, Iowa, has become a very trendy pick after they won the Big Ten Conference Tournament. Uh, They haven't reached the Sweet 16. The Hawkeyes haven't since 1999. But this obviously around a 64 game, 5-12. They'll take on the Richmond Spiders, A-10, Atlantic 10 Conference Tournament champs, their first NCAA tournament since 2011. Iowa and Richmond, I do not, I, I will not consider Richmond for an upset in my in my survivor. I'm advancing Iowa. 
You playing the number? Advance Iowa, if this thing keeps going up, I might have to take the points with Richmond. It's getting a little ridiculous Yeah, Iowa, we're, right? we're getting to a point where it's like, well, at nine, yeah, I'd probably stay off. Now that we're, if we get 11, which could happen by the time this game tips, very well may. Especially if we get north and 11, I'll play Richmond. Winner of 5-12 takes on the winner of the game that I think we've probably spent the most time talking about this week, both on podcast and on the show. The number four Providence Friars in this Midwest region. Providence with their first 25-win season since they got to the Final Four back in 1987 under Rick Pitino. They're 25-5 on the year under Ed Cooley against the number 13 South Dakota State Jackrabbits, 30-4 on the season, Summit League Conference champs, who are 0-5 all-time, by the way. Uh, South Dakota State is in the NCAA tournament. Providence is only favored by two. Now, follow me here, Jeff. So one would expect me to say, okay, well, South Dakota State then would be an obvious upset-rewarded bracket and upset-rewarded survivor advance. But in survivor, I almost think you almost go contrarian to the contrary. And I almost think it's too in vogue of a pick. So I may end up on South Dakota State, or I may just say, you know what, I'm going to let other people take it and hope that Providence knocks them out. Forget the survivor pool. I would go totally contrarian on on upset rewarded pools. Oh here wow! I like because it. I think South Dakota State's going to be picked by almost everyone in upset rewarded pools. I do too. And go ahead, take Providence and just hope to handle their business. Gil, I think Providence is going to win this game. I really do. Well, uh, minus one thirty money line lay the two. Uh, they're just a point where yeah, I understand that they're, they've been lucky. They're number one luck ever in Ken Palm. Maybe the team's just good. Maybe that's why they have have had a lot of luck this year, Gil. Maybe maybe there's a little of that basketball this year. I'm with you guys. South Dakota State is becoming way too sexy for me. Way too sexy. And uh, Providence plays in a pretty darn good conference. I went with the Friars. I mentioned this on the Megapod. Just just the fact that the Big East regular season champion. Yes. Is a two-point favorite over the Summit League champion. In a 4-13. In a 4-13. Yes. But just think about how crazy on the surface that is. It's nuts. We'll see. Friday in this uh, region, number six LSU out of the SEC against number 11 Iowa State. Iowa State started the season 12-0. and They ended up 20-12, and so they finished 8-12 and down the stretch. This is in Milwaukee. Um, I advanced LSU not playing the number. No bets. I, I have no idea what LSU is going to look like. I just advanced LSU because I don't think Iowa State's any good. Will Wade no longer there with the Tigers. Yeah, I, I, uh, uh, Nickelberry is the interim for that for LSU. Uh, has some uh, smaller school experience, but I would I would only advance LSU. No bets. Winner of LSU Iowa State. These games in Milwaukee will take on the winner of the three fourteen game Wisconsin against Colgate. Jim Root liked Colgate here as a possible upset. Wisconsin has reached twenty two of the last twenty three NCAA tournaments. Colgate, <coughs> pardon me, Colgate, the Patriot League Conference tournament champion. 0-4 all-time the school is in the NCAA tournaments. They started the year 4-10 before winning 22 of their last 23. I did advance Wisconsin. I don't like the upset here. Agreement. I am in agreement. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to the last couple here on the other side of this in Greenville, South Carolina. These are Friday. USC and Miami of Florida. Uh, the Hurricanes, the number 10 seed. USC, the 7 seed. Um... This is a tough one. I ended up advancing USC. USC only favored by one and a half against the fighting Larinagas of Miami. Uh, I would just money line USC. I expect them yeah. to win the game. Okay. And the winner of that takes on the winner of Auburn and Jacksonville State, Jabari Smith and Auburn. Bruce Pearl trying to get to his second Final Four ever, the number two seed against Jacksonville State, who, remember, did not win the Atlantic Sun tournament. That was the Bellarmine one. 
they're ineligible for four years because they went up to D1. So Jacksonville State, who lost in the semis but won the regular season, they're in. Auburn to advance, are you, are you laying the number? Correct. On principle, Jacksonville State should have been in Dayton, but regardless. Yeah. Okay. Brady, your Elite Eight, your Final Four, your championship game, and your champ. Gonzaga, Duke, UCLA, Kentucky, Arizona, Villanova, Kansas, LSU for your Elite Eight. Final Four, Arizona, Kansas, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Championship game, Bulldogs and Wildcats, Arizona is your national champion. All right, I got Gonzaga, Texas Tech, Baylor, Kentucky, Arizona, Tennessee, Kansas, Auburn, Elite Eight, Final Four, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, Auburn, Kentucky and Arizona meet in the final, Arizona wins it. I have the exact same Final Four as you, except Auburn's in there in the Midwest. So uh, Auburn, or Arizona over Kentucky after uh, Kentucky beats Gonzaga and Arizona beats Auburn. We're sharing a brain, Parlay. All right, Arizona. We'll be back in the morning as the preview to all of these games tomorrow. Enjoy Lombardi Line next from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.